perfectionism. What an interesting concept. What an interesting idea that has a lot of big feelings on different sides as far as valuing it, as far as denigrating it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to present some ideas that are cautious about it because I can see how it can be a powerful tool. Yet, when you apply perfectionism, I think might have a lot to do with if you're successful with it or not. Tough to say, because I haven't found a way to be successful with it. <laughs> uh, because I think back to um, a really big project I worked on for like four years, and it's this game that for a good chunk of that time was called Jinhanu. And it's just a really, it's a beautiful word that um, writer who was working on the project at the time, uh, Javen Ackerman, I think he's the one who came up with that word. Uh, I love that word. And I just wish I could have finished that game. <laughs> and I, what do I say here? I, I don't, I'm not just going to sit here and beat myself up about it, right? I don't think that's constructive, but I do want to share that I did a lot of stuff wrong with that project. I was working to find a new iteration of that garage band thing that started my career, where you get together with some friends with different talents, and you decide to form a thing that will be of value and you will share in that value. So I actually had contracts and we were, you know, the whole point is to create a thing of value and then share the, share the, share it uh, fairly. Um, and I'd have to look back at all the mechanisms as far as the fairness. I think we, it was a pretty simple model, but, but there's nothing simple about that. Even just right there. Okay. So good hearted people giving it a try, making a go of it. Um, and trying to be serious enough about it where it's like, yeah, well, all right. Well, if the intent is we make a game and finish that and then we sell the game and through different mechanisms available at the time, well, then we share in the value. Okay, fair enough. That's a fine start. And to me, to, for a speculative project, that feels like an ethical option for like-minded parties. If you're not like-minded, then of course, don't do that. Um, but that was Okay. I don't think that that's, that's where it went wrong, but I think my style of collaboration was, uh, I don't know what to say. It was, I didn't land on the key principles to help move the group forward through ambiguous things. And so I would get stuck a lot thinking like, well, how do we resolve a problem where, Two different writers feel differently on a topic. Um, I feel differently than uh, someone else working on the project or whatever. I, how do you resolve these things? So in a lot of times, yes and became yeah also. And so it just became this like untenable pile of complexity and uh, really complex requirements and stuff because of that. So it got really big in scope really big in scope when I had had success building, because I was wearing a bunch of hats, of course. Um, I was sort of the lead game designer, uh, one, of the, one of the engineers on the project, and uh, also artist and animator and musician. 
So, yeah, it's, it was a little bit silly at that point because a lot of the folks who were on the project uh, helping were more along the um, assisting in the game design and in the systems aspect of the game design and also in the writing. And so, you know, because there was a, a bit of a, you know, coming up with some, some rules about the magic and all that kind of stuff. But I could go on and on about the project. I probably should capture more about the project somewhere, but I don't think I'm going to do that all here. But you think about this stuff that I'm describing so far, and hopefully you can see that the scope as far as what we were trying to make um, was just really too, very complex. And, uh, and so I wasn't managing the collaboration well and also the, the scope as a product. I wasn't doing that very well either. And we, I was learning from doing it wrong. That's, that's something. But um, the idea that uh, there could be a pragmatic slice of this project that would give us the foundation to move forward. What's funny is that we landed on that and then we created a version of the project that we entered into the independent game developer festival and we were accepted in. Uh, and then we worked really hard unsustainably and, and, you know, kind of long, long hours to, to get this thing to be, you know, where it could actually be competitive in this, in this thing. And oh my gosh, it, um, it was this tension between like, well, let's do the, the thing that was in a, in a way we were working on, this was a, sort of my first dabbling into minimum viable product because the, the, um, the deadline created such, um, focus for refining and, and r removing scope and, what you know defining like what is the essence of this experience and whatnot so it was pretty powerful but what's funny is we we crossed that threshold we got it into there and you know we didn't make it to the next round which is reasonable um i, I think uh but instead of taking that lesson and building from there like this thing that gave us so much traction uh, we were, we were really concerned, like me and the other engineer, we were like, yep, we totally got a, um, uh, there's so much about this that isn't as efficient as it could be, or it's not designed as well as it could be. It's, um, there are new technologies that we really should incorporate. And this, the other things getting, you know, de-emphasized, it was this point where we were making it in flash and then action script three was coming out and we had built that version of the game in action script two. And on and on. And so there was always a treadmill of new technology to, f to fix, improve, and update and all that. And that's a kind of perfectionism, in my opinion. Always moving the definition of success. Always um, redefi ref redefining it, uh, adding it to it, adjusting it, and all that and not giving yourself the ability to go through a full creative cycle to experience the realities of what you're expecting and get your assumptions into the world to, um, to just to, to meet your audience and to even, even meet your target platforms in such a way that you can spend more time with the idea, not constructing the idea. And 
you will get more perspective. You'll learn from others using it. And it's stuff that I, I live and breathe now, but I wasn't then. So there's always, yeah, there's always something to make better. So how do you, what do you do with that? Well, I didn't know what to do with that. So as that project came to an end, um, a little bit of time passed and then I was, um, just dabbling with some, some characters in my, uh, in my notebook. And, um, well, I started to do some world building and thinking about them and whatnot. And, and then finally, uh, realized that maybe I was starting to repeat the same pattern in order to not do it. I could follow the inspiration and example of other folks who are publishing their comic week to week on the web, making web comics. And, and I thought that is so scary, but I, I was like, I, I have to break this pattern somehow. So I did. And it, and it worked like the experience of, um, just dealing with my own, my fears and concerns related to the process of making things and sharing them frequently. Uh, and then working through that, like I, in the beginning of the project, I was very scared of the writing and still totally lost on the art, but then was just working my way through it. And I, cause I knew the process, the process of comics helps so much. This idea of, um, you know, having a, you know, having an outline and then creating it, you know, page by page at a time, panel by panel on the page. And, and what are you trying to say and what characters and what setting and all that. And you describe what happens page by page at the time, at a time. And so I was able to have success one page at a time. I wasn't able to just, you know, make success be a lot of pages or a whole book at a time. But then I got to feel that the, the process and, and, and I, pushed against it. And I tried different things and, um, brought in a writing collaborator for a while. And then, and then, then realized that, um, maybe I was, I did that for the wrong reason. And then it was time to become resume being the writer again. And, uh, it was very formative. Like I am so grateful for being around at a time when web comics were getting popular and it was encouraging. It was a great kind of, like I'm a person who likes to have a side gig and it was just a, an awesome calling and, uh, at a great time that, um, I'm, I'll be forever grateful for because it helped me work through some of my habits. What's super funny as on my side project. And then as I was dealing with the, um, you know, different kinds of user experience clients and, 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 uh, roles also as, uh, my main job, uh, like I found a re like this kind of back and forth resonance between oh I I'm encountering a form of perfectionism here and there and and I the strategies I've worked through to come up uh, with gaining traction to to get past it things like well there's there is a way to safely express these ideas there is a way to safely test these ideas and we can make the what we make take shape not as one surprise, deliver it unto the world in one big expensive present, it can, it can be more um, of a conversation instead of a proclamation, right? And especially not such a big expensive proclamation. And just that habit alone helped me move past it. So when I encounter 
someone saying, you know, being, being a perfectionist and stuff like that, I, I don't know, what to, I, I hope it's that other side where, because some folks, they can get a product where it's just about ready to go and they know they can dig deeper. They're like, or they're working with a team, like, you know, putting together uh, takes for an album in the studio and then someone else is like, yeah, I know, I, I, I know a, a producer is saying, you, you got more in you and it's time to let it out in this way and what have you. And there's a conversation in the creative process that says, this is not as far as it could be. This could be better. I respect that a lot. I look at that super cautiously though, because when I'm saying that to myself, I know I've been wrong a lot. <laughs> and I, um, I try to get enough clarity and feedback, maybe get some, you know, present, present my work to a friend or whatnot, or just depending on what it is, um, the work in progress stuff, if I'm sharing any of it public, publicly, I can have some signal that doesn't come from only my own assumptions. And, um, and that can help uh, because if the urge to uh, intensely, frequently, or, or sustain this idea of make it better, make it better, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, that, that can be, be a tool, but it can actually be a trap. So I don't know. Your mileage will vary probably. So those are my thoughts on perfectionism. And this was a journal exercise I did for the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge as a part of my podcast, The Polytechnicast. And which funny, that's the name, of course, Polytechnicast comes from the school in the story Art Geek Zoo. And this whole podcast started as behind the scenes for, for that, that project. But then here we are, fast forward a chunk of time, and I'm still doing the podcast and... Um, not actively doing that comic. So Polytechnicast is where I journal about this, the, the stuff I'm currently working on, related topics, or even do some fresh, uh, like dig in style journaling of like, I want to get my thoughts out about a particular thing. So here you go, right? Talking about perfectionism. And then uh, I do so many of these in November because of the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge. And that is a thing that Jersey Droves and I started to uh, just celebrate art journaling. And you can learn more about Art Sound Off at artsoundoff.com. You can see what others are posting by checking out hashtag, the hashtag Art Sound Off on your favorite social platform. And any, I welcome your questions and reactions via, you can uh, reach me on the social networks as Rob Stenzinger or via email. You can send one to rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.